Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, I <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I got to change the oil in my car. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic with an STP Extended Life Oil Filter for only $36.99. What do I do with my old oil? We can recycle your used oil for free. And do you have oil for my old work truck? You can find the right high mileage oil to help it go farther right here at AutoZone. Restrictions apply. This is Playing Around with Paige Renee. I am back. We are back with a new season of the Playing Around podcast, and I'm your host, Paige Renee. Guys, not going to lie, I am very excited about this new season. I think it's all going to come together with the previous season's we were trying to find the right fit between like people and guests and co-hosts and it just never really came together how I have envisioned this podcast. But that's all going to change. I have been re-energized. A huge goal of mine is to make every piece of content across all of my social platforms great. I tend to put so much emphasis on maybe Instagram and I'll let YouTube or the podcast kind of fall through the cracks because at times it is difficult to keep up with everything all the time, but I don't want to do that this year. I want to put a big emphasis on the podcast and to keep growing this because it's something that I really do enjoy doing and it's great to work on my podcasting skills. It's a true craft and you have to know how to navigate it. And it's always been a bit of a challenge for me. I would say that podcasting is the hardest thing for me to do. It doesn't come as natural as making funny, silly videos on Instagram or even instruction on YouTube or quick little tweets on Twitter. Podcasting, like I said, it's a real craft and you have to know what you're doing to stay entertaining and knowing how to interview. And so I'm excited to challenge myself this year and for it to be the best podcast that you guys have ever listened to. <laughs> uh, that's a high task. <laughs> Maybe uh, the most decently average podcast you have listened to that you continue to listen to and subscribe and leave five stars. How about that? <laughs> I like that one. So let's just give you a quick life update with how I've been, what I've been up to. I took some time off of YouTube and podcasting, which are the two most time consuming um, things that I do when it comes to all of my social content. 
and I had to take a little bit of a step back because I moved to Colorado, which I am so excited about. I was born and raised in Colorado, and so going back feels like home, and I love the place that I bought. It was the first it's the first house that I have I bought, so I feel really proud of myself and accomplished. I get so much shit when I do my videos in my apartment in Arizona because it's, you know, it's, it's modest and there's nothing wrong with that at all. But I was saving and I have been saving to one day buy a house and I did that. And if you told me at, gosh, coming out of school at 23 with no ambition, no purpose, no idea on what I was going to be doing with my life and to say at 28 you would be a homeowner to a very beautiful house. I mean, sometimes I think that you need to pat yourself on the back and you need to realize the growth and the progress that you've made. And it's not your, it's not like you're bragging. It's that you're proud of yourself and you're allowed to be proud of yourself and you're allowed to take a step back and think about everything that you've accomplished and where you've come from and the whole journey is something that I'm really trying to focus on this year as well. I think sometimes I get so caught up in what's next and what I need to do. They don't ever stop and as they say, smell the roses. So, or flowers, whatever the, <laughs> whatever the fucking phrase is. But you do, you have to stop and you have to take time for yourself and you have to realize that you're doing well. Like you're doing okay in life. And that's something that I'm gonna try to slow down a little bit and enjoy the journey, enjoy the process. But then when you reach these milestones in your life, take time to congratulate yourself, to be your best friend. I noticed that when I talk about myself, my own self-talk, I am so hard on myself. I could always be working harder. I could always be better. I could always be doing more. But then when I look at my friends or other people in my life, I take time to congratulate them and to say how great they're doing and how hard they're working. And I realize that my self-talk is so negative all the time that I need to be nicer to myself. And that comes with congratulating yourself and being proud of yourself and looking at yourself in the mirror and thinking, wow, like you fucking did this. <laughs> when everything was against you and no one thought you could do this, you have built this business and now you're able to buy a house. And so I am proud of myself that I did that. It's been a fun journey. The furniture part has not been as much fun. There's been like nothing in the house. Nothing's being delivered, which is quite stressful. The first, I would say, month of being there, we had TVs up and then we were sitting on dog beds because we don't have any furniture, nothing to sit on. And my parents have been there in Colorado with me, which has been also so great. I've been able to spend so much time with my family in the last couple months, which is something that I honestly haven't been able to do in the last five years or so um, for just a ton of different circumstances. But it's been nice to kind of like reconnect with my family again. My sister, she lives in Colorado. So to see her and her two babies, it's just been really fun. And I, I am honestly the happiest that I have ever been in my entire life. Like I wake up happy now and I've never had that feeling before. I would always wake up with this kind of like <laughs> dread, dread, dreading the day, dreading life. There was nothing to look forward to. I just wasn't happy. And I think it's because I've started to live my life for myself instead of for other people. I talked about this in my wrap up of 2021 
where I'm such a people pleaser and I was doing everything for everyone else and I was not focusing on what I wanted. And so this year, I've really been focusing on what makes me happy and what I want to do. And I've seen a really positive change in my overall happiness. And it's crazy because you guys have actually have seen it as well. I'm getting so many more comments through DMs of people saying, you look happier now. And I was looking back through old pictures and I didn't look happy. Like I actually, you could see like this, this like sadness in my eyes and that sounds so depressing, but it's true. Like there just wasn't a light in me. And I think that was reflected in my content and now being happy and energized. I'm so excited for this year with work, um, my personal life, just everything. I feel like I'm finally on the right track, which I have never really felt that way before. I've always felt like I'm again, trying to follow the path of other people or I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and never what I want to do or what feels right to me. And so I feel really good. I think the move was a real positive change for me. Everything has been great. So I'm, I'm really happy right now and I'm glad that I could share my happiness with you guys. I think we have all been along this journey with me and I've talked about my struggles with anxiety and depression from time to time. And so to have a some positivity in my life and to share that with you guys. Um, hopefully it puts a smile on your face because I am definitely really happy. So enough of the sappy shit and these life updates. Let's get into some juicy, juicy drama that's been happening on the PGA tour. And we'll talk about that and so much more after this break. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her. Each in women's petite and plus sizes. And Stafford and Mutual Weave for him. Style and comfort for all, even big and tall. Plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. And we are back. So there's been a lot happening on the PGA Tour and in the golf world. One just been amazing tournaments so far. We have had three back to back, back, back to back to back to back. <laughs> First time winners. So we had Luke List, we had Tom Hoagie, and then we had Scotty Scheffler win the WM Phoenix Open. And so I love first-time winners. That's always great. Not always great, though, when it comes to making picks for points bet. So as you guys know, every week I make golf picks. I make – I was doing um, NFL. That season just wrapped up, so now it's really focused on golf. And it's funny because I would say picking for golf is the most difficult. It's the most fun, and there's the biggest reward to it because the odds are all over the place, and so you get really great value for your picks – but you're, you have to be lucky with it. I mean, if you told me that Luke List was going to win, I kind of was looking at him, but like not really. And that's the thing. You just kind of go down the list. You're like, who feels good this week? I don't know. And so you're seeing a lot of first time winners, which means that you have to start kind of picking some random people. But <laughs> the problem with that is when you pick random people, there's they're, they can miss the gut. <laughs> and so I've had some good picks. I've had some bad picks. But people are like on me already. I'm like, oh, God, it's going to be such a long golf season with picks because it's looking like it's going to be another crazy year, which is awesome. I love when you are getting those first-time winners because the storylines are just so incredible. But we have the Genesis, a Riviera coming up. Awesome field. Great field. But before we get into that, I do want to talk about the WM because it caused some controversy on social media. Not a shocker. I feel like any fun thing that happens in golf ends up being like a huge discussion on Twitter of is it good for golf? Is it bad for golf? And I fucking hate this discussion because it's so it's so stupid to me. We've talked about this before. A lot of people talk about me in this sense too. They say, is she good for golf? Is she bad for golf? It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. I think to get a diverse group of people into the game of golf and interested in it, there has to be things that people like and things that people don't like. And it's going to be all across the board, but you have to have tournaments like the Waste Management that is fun. It's more laid back. It's a huge party. A lot of people go there who have never been to a golf tournament before or introduced to golf or even have an interest in golf. And to me, when you're talking about growing the game of golf, you look at all the tournaments across the board, the waste management has the potential to be the tournament that grows the game the most. Because you have, one, so many people going there and also so many people who are being introduced to golf for the first time. With other tournaments, it's usually not as many people. You kind of know what to expect. It's a normal golf tournament. But again, the waste management, you have kids from um, ASU and U of A. They come in for just this event because it's so much fun. The girls dress up. It really is a highlight of the year for a lot of people in Arizona. And not even that. People fly in for this event. And so you have people who are on the golf course for the first time, seeing golf for the first time. And if that just gets 10 people to the driving range next week for the first time, that's massive. That's massive. I don't know how anyone can look at that tournament and think that it's a negative. 
their rebuttal is, well, I don't want to go to a tournament that it's that rowdy and it's disrespectful to the game and I don't want to be on a course where people are throwing beer cans. Okay. Well, they're not just throwing beer cans at every single shot. And that happened after Sam Ryder made a hole-in-one, which actually hasn't happened in a while. But that was an incredible moment on 16. They cleaned it up quickly. It really wasn't that big of a deal. I think that we look at people who are having fun, and if they're having fun and they're not hurting anyone, why do you care? If you don't like it, don't go. If you don't like it, don't watch it. I think that everyone has, it's, it's very ironic that I'm about to say this next thing since I have a podcast all about my takes and I feel self-important enough that you guys care enough to listen about it. So just keep that in mind that I'm, I'm self-aware that I know what I'm about to say is um, very ironic. But everyone on social media feels like they have a right to voice their opinion. And you do. Like you can say whatever you want, whenever you want. But if you dislike something so much, just don't watch it. You don't have to voice your opinion or try to change what people are thinking. If people are having fun and they're not bothering you, why the fuck do you care? It has no impact on your life. Just turn the TV off. If you're not at the event and you're just watching on TV and you're bothered by it, turn it off. You don't have to watch it. You don't have to always insert your opinion into every little thing. And if this was a tournament that was happening week in and week out, okay, Maybe, maybe I wouldn't even like that. But this is one tournament a year that has this vibe. Every single tournament has its own characteristics or things that make it um, quirky or different or fun or interesting. And that's great. You don't want every single golf tournament to be exactly the same. How boring does that sound? That's not growing the game of golf. It's just not. The waste management feels very different than the tournament at Riviera. It just does. And it's not that one is better than the other. They're just different. You can't compare them. They're not comparable. I love the Masters. I love how it is stuffy there. And I love that it's all about tradition. I love that you have to dress a little bit more proper and you have to follow the golf rules. But then I love the waste management where you can wear like seven inch heels and a, and a tight little dress and get drunk and like boo the players. Like those are both amazing events in their own right. They don't have to be the same. And you're going to get certain types of people at different events. And that's again going to grow the game of golf. My biggest complaint with this argument is that I think people don't actually want the game to grow because that means that the golf courses are more crowded. Um, There's people that aren't the right fit for golf that will be going to golf courses. And I hate that. Like I hate that. There's enough room for everyone. If you want a certain type of group of people, find a golf course that fits that. Like there are so many options when it comes to golf courses compared to every other sport. You can literally find a country club that is tailored perfectly to exactly what you want. Or you can find a Muni or you can find literally any golf course with the vibe that you want. Same with golf tournaments. So again, I just think it's such a stupid argument when we keep continuously talking about what's good for the game, and what's bad for the game. Another big storyline that came out of the WN Phoenix Open was Charlie Hoffman had a very controversial, now-deleted post on Instagram where he called out the PGA Tour for not protecting the players. He hit it in the water, took a drop, and because of the way that the grass was mowed, 
the ball rolled back into the water and he had to take a penalty stroke. I agree with Charlie that it is a stupid rule. We saw this happen with Ricky Fowler when he took the drop and his ball ended up rolling into the water. You didn't see Ricky complaining about that. But what made it controversial with Charlie is that he tagged the new tour that everyone is talking about and it's splitting players and splitting people on the decision to go to a uh, different tour, the Saudi League. And so we're seeing a lot of players kind of going back and forth. I just saw recently that a tour player confirmed on another podcast that 17 players have already signed on to the Saudi League, um, said there's huge money there. It's going to be 12 to 14 events, 10 in the U.S., no cut, 40 players. It looks like from kind of the social media commentary that uh, Phil Mickelson might be one of those players because he has also recently come out and criticized the tour for (laughs) their greed, which is (laughs) very ironic in itself. And then Bryson DeChambeau was reportedly offered $135 million to be the face of the Saudi League. Bryson DeChambeau has come out recently with a post and he said that basically everything is fake news and don't believe anything that you read unless it is confirmed by him on his social channels. So everything's kind of all over the place right now. It almost feels like, do you remember Captain America, the Marvel movie Civil War, where it was like half the guys were on the good side, half the side were on the bad side and they're fighting against each other. That's kind of what it feels like right now. And it brings a lot of complex discussions into play. If you want to play just for the money, the Saudi League is where you want to be. And I do think it's, again, an interesting discussion because if you were offered $135 million plus, I guess, all the prize money you're going to make and, you know, appearance fees, it's I don't care who you are. It would probably be a hard decision if you'd want to play there or on the PGA Tour. Brandel Shambly came out against Charlie Hoffman and basically said that what he said was BS and that the tour protects the players um, in multiple ways. And for probably the first time ever, I agree with Brandel. I think he made some really great points there. It's interesting. I I personally wouldn't do it. And I know they're probably laughing because it's like, look at the way that I've made my money. And how would I criticize someone else for doing something when, when you look at me, I guess, by showing my body or over-sexualizing myself? Is it morally the best way to go about making money? But it works for me and I like what I do. So it's like, how can you criticize other people? I don't like what Phil has done where he has gone out and criticized the tour and called them greedy when Phil has made a shit ton of money in his career by playing on the PGA Tour. And I think it's hard to feel bad for these guys when they say that they don't feel protected or that they don't like playing or they don't have media rights. It's like they are millionaires, millionaires. And I get that no matter what job you have, I even feel this way too, that you're always going to feel maybe underappreciated or that you want more. But I think the players that go to the Saudi league are going to have different problems. It's not like everything's going to be fixed because you now have all this money. When there's more money, there's more obligations. And that might be something that they don't want to deal with. And once you're playing there, you're probably never going to be able to go back to the PGA Tour. 
A lot of players have said that they're not going to the Saudi League and have um, backed the PGA Tour. Colin Morikawa today, Roy McIlroy, Justin Thomas. So a good group of players are saying that they are not interested in that and they'll play on the PGA Tour. It's going to be interesting how all of this shakes out and what's going to happen. I would say the one positive if the Saudi League is going to be successful is that there will be competition with the PGA Tour and and any type of competition elevates performance. And so it could be better for us as viewers to have more golf on TV, to have more opportunities to go to tournaments, to uh, maybe cooler fan experiences because each one is trying to compete with each other. So selfishly, this might actually be a great move for the fans of the game to just have more golf on and to be able to watch maybe the the players on the Saudi League since it's only 40-player field uh, to have you know more access to the players. I don't really know. Again, I think it's going to be interesting on how this shakes out. But I will say I I like the fact that people are talking about this because it's something that's interesting in golf. I talk about this all the time where it's the same storylines over and over and over again. And so to get some stuff that's controversial, whether we agree with it or not, it is fun to talk about and it is interesting. And it's something that, you know, I'm definitely enjoying. I'm also enjoying that everyone is hating on Phil Mickelson because I was blocked by Phil. I've told this story before, unfairly blocked by Phil. I don't know why. I probably know why because I keep talking about it constantly now, but he unfairly blocked me. I think I was like the OG of the Phil block, but everyone is now posting the Phil block as like a badge of honor on Twitter because they are going against what Phil has said and Apparently, Phil has um, pretty thin skin because if you say one thing or not even anything, he likes that block button and he's been hitting it quite a bit lately. But uh, (laughs) so I'm glad everyone is joining the the Phil Block Club. I feel like we need a name for it or something. Uh, I was looking and someone said Fig Jam Anonymous, which is a name that um, he was given before. So I don't know what's going on with that, but I kind of seems to be losing the the man of the people title that he had. So that's also been interesting too. And I wonder how people's perception of these players is going to be when they go to the Saudi league, if it's going to change, if they're still going to enjoy watching their favorite players. Again, it's just going to be really interesting how all of this ends up happening. So looking ahead to the Genesis at Riviera, I love this tournament because I love Riviera. The golf course is absolutely stunning. It is so beautiful and it's also so hard. So when you're looking at players to pick for this week, I was looking at players who play well on hard, firm, uh, fast golf courses and who also have good short games. And so when I go about making my picks, I look at the golf course, kind of the characteristics that it has, what type of player needs to play well there. You look at past results because with golf, if a player likes a golf course, they will continuously usually play well on that golf course. And so it does narrow it down quite a bit. But like I said earlier, we are seeing a ton of first time winners, which uh, throws a little bit of a wrench in the situation. Um, So you never know who's going to win week in and week out, which makes it so much fun. I love the West Coast Swing. I think it's my favorite. And again, Riviera is a course that I would love to play every single day. It is so challenging, but it's not tricked up. And so there are some courses where it's like you hit on the wrong side of the fairway and you're blocked out by trees and it's, it's unfair. You're like, I hit the fairway, how I can't, and then I can't even go for the green. It doesn't make sense. But there are these classic golf courses that 
don't even look that hard. If you look at Riviera on one or even 10, it doesn't look that difficult. And all of a sudden you just miss hit a shot just slightly or you miss hit your wedge shot on number 10 and you're looking at a triple. And that's what to me makes such a good golf course. And so there are certain golf courses that I've played that are like that, Shadow Creek, Wingfoot, Riviera, just to name a few, where it's just such a good layout. It is such a good golf course. It is set up perfectly pristine conditions. But again, you really have to hit good golf shots. But you're rewarded for your good golf shots too. Like I said, it's not tricked up. And I think that's what makes a classic golf course just so great. I'm actually really excited to play a lot of golf this year. I... <laughs> Haven't played much because of, you know, the weather in Colorado and traveling a ton. And so I was in town for the waste management. I had to play golf with some points bet VIPs. And I didn't really touch a golf club in a while. And normally I can usually just get up and, you know, I'll hit a couple shots and I'll feel right at home. Everything feels great. But this time it didn't. And so I was gripping the club and I was just cold hard shanks. Shanks. And... The golf club in my hand felt like I've never held a golf club before. It was the weirdest thing and my short game fell off, everything fell off. And so after I played, I ended up getting it back on the like last five holes and we only played nine. So I really had like four bad holes, but the first three holes were terrible. I lost like five balls and I was like, what am I doing? We're at True North. I was like, I hate golf. This is why I don't play anymore. And you guys know that feeling where it's like you just want to quit and then all of a sudden you hit one good shot and you're like, I love golf so much. <laughs> you're always teetering on like one bad shot quitting and one good shot thinking you could go pro. At least that's how I feel. And um, so I, after that round, I went out and I practiced the next two days and I can't remember the last time I actually practiced like with a purpose. Normally I just go out there, bang a couple balls or I'm out there to shoot content, but I went out there to practice. And so there was like a switch in my my mind where I was like, okay, I'm back in that mode again. And I, I do that where I go through these stages where I'm like, I don't want to play golf. I hate golf. And then I'm like, I want to be good at golf again and I want to work really hard. And so I, my passion has been ignited again and I'm excited for this upcoming golf season. I want to play really good golf and so I'm going to start practicing a lot more. I'm excited to play different golf courses. I really want to travel a lot this summer to different golf courses to play just a lot more golf and to work on my game and so I think throughout this podcast on my YouTube channel that I will be sharing my practice journey and my golf journey as I get back into the game. And I'll be able to share a lot of data with you too because um, I, I work with ShotScope now, which is awesome. And they have these watches that gives you all of the data throughout your rounds, which is incredible. They're actually coming out. This is the coolest thing ever. And like it was mind blown when they told me about this. So you know how you have your rangefinder and then you have like a GPS watch. They combine both of them. And so you have your rangefinder and a GPS watch that are on, it's like on the rangefinder. So you don't have to wear the watch anymore if you don't want to, or you still can. But it tracks everything for you and it gets the yardages. And so you're able to keep all of your stats, all of your data throughout your round. And I always tell people that's the fastest way to get better. I would always keep my stats on my scorecard, but now I don't have to. And so I'm excited to like use that data to see if I can get better faster and quicker and actually like with a purpose. 
I have never really been driven by data, but with now having this information so readily available for me, and it's so easy even for like an idiot like me to use, that I want to I want to implement it, and I want to start creating these practice plans that will help me, but will also help you. Because I know a lot of people don't have a lot of time, and I don't really have a lot of time, and so it's like, how can I get better with maybe only 30 minutes of practice or 45 minutes of practice. And so I'm excited to take you guys along the journey with me um, as I kind of figure this out again and as I get back into golf and trying to get better at golf and I'll share all of the updates and the good and the bad on this new journey of mine. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first like worthington and liz claiborne for her each in women's petite and plus sizes and stafford and mutual weave for him style and comfort for all even big and tall plus even more for the whole family like levi's and exertion here spring comes in all shapes sizes and colors jc penny make everybody count Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. golf talk for the day uh, before we get into some tna i want to talk about the super bowl we're doing actually something pretty cool that i want to tell you about so if you want to play a round of golf with me you now can because we're running a contest on the points bet instagram account the handle is points bet usa so all you need to do to enter to play around a golf with me is to follow the points bet instagram account and we'll be picking a winner fairly soon so do that as soon as you possibly can and the reason that we're doing this contest is because i picked the Bengals money line to to win so the money line means that the Bengals will win outright and they clearly didn't. The Rams won. And so my consequence for picking wrong is now I get to play a round of golf with you. But in my eyes, I think that's a win-win. 
because uh, now I get to play golf with you guys. And I actually picked the Rams. Um, if you remember, you guys can go back to one of my earlier episodes. I picked the Rams uh, to win the Super Bowl. So even though I picked the Bengals money line because I love Joe Burrow and I think he's incredible, the, I actually picked the Rams earlier to win. I actually picked Georgia to win the college uh, national championship. So I am 2 for 0 when it comes to making early prediction picks, which, you know, love that for me. Great for me. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I think it was a really good Super Bowl. I think that Joe Burrow is going to be a massive star. He already is, but I just love his demeanor. I think that when people get a lot of attention on social media, it's so easy for it to go to your head and you start to feel so self-important because people are constantly gassing you up and telling you how amazing you are. And throughout all of his interviews and everything that he has been saying on social media and, um, just in his post-game interviews, He just seems like he has such a good head on his shoulders. And although he plays it up with the fashion, he has fun on social media. You can really tell that his real passion is to win football games and to be better. And I like the advice that he has been giving out. And I say, what would you tell a, you know, up and coming uh, football player or, you know, a young athlete or really, I think this applies to anyone. And he said that don't post what you're doing like your workouts or your practices on social media, like work in the shadows. And I love that because even though I I live my life on social media very publicly, there are a lot of things that I do that I don't post. And a lot of behind the scenes work that I do that I'm not constantly posting. And I feel that sometimes when people are constantly posting it, they're doing it for validation and they're not doing it because they know it's like what they need to do and for hard work. And I really like that that was the advice he was giving to uh, young kids. And I'm such an advocate for using social media in a positive way to connect with so many people. But there are times where, you know, you do need to kind of work in silence and you don't need to tell everyone everything about your life. And that's something I really respect that, you know, he has a social media life, he has his football life, and he has his private life. And he seems to keep all of them very separately, um, which is something I, I think I try to do as well. But he's just so cool. But he's not flashy. Like he, he actually seems like quite shy in a way. Um, he just is, uh, he's cool. So as you can tell, I'm definitely fangirling over <laughs> Joe Burrow, a uh, huge fan of him, which is surprising because I should not want the Bengals to be successful as a Steelers fan. And who knows what the future of the Steelers is going to be next season. I'm really hoping that um, Mason Rudolph is not our quarterback. I've been seeing a lot of speculation that maybe we could get Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. There's a ton of guys on the list that who could potentially come to uh, play for the Steelers, which I'm excited about. I will not be excited about if we don't get any of them and Mason Rudolph is uh, <laughs> laced up for the very first game. Uh, not excited about that. But all in all, it was a really good NFL season. It was a good uh, college football season. It was just really fun to make picks and I end up finishing off with a winning record. So good picks by me, even though the Bengals money line did not hit. But as a reminder, again, go to the points bet USA account to follow them. If you want to play a round of golf with me. So I'm going to end this episode with some T and a, which I'm going to be doing so much more. So if you want to write in your questions, you can email us at par at iheartradio.com or you can DM us at the Playing Around Instagram account. And that handle is Playing Around Podcast and it's all together. So you go check that out or you can email us um, any questions that you have for our TNA segments. 
So the first question is mindset for winning skins games versus stroke play or match play versus stroke play. Favorite golf gambling games. So I would say my favorite games that I like to do out there are you do three hole matches. That's really fun. You do a front nine, uh, sorry, front nine, front nine, back nine match. There's a putting game called snake. That's really fun. And so every time someone has a uh, three putt, you add more money to the pot and you have to like the snake gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So the last person who has a three putt has to pay everyone out from that pot from the entire round, which is very stressful <laughs> towards the end of it. You're like really trying not to get that three putt. Um, wolf is really fun. Uh, I would say those are probably my favorite. I like to just keep it pretty straight up, just like a, a, a best ball match play for you know, a front nine, back nine total, I would say that that's probably my favorite just because it's it's the easiest to keep track of and it just feels like real golf to me. Winning mindset for match play versus stroke play. So with stroke play, it's easier in a sense because you don't have to be as aggressive. At times, you're almost just waiting for your competitor to blow up and you just have to be consistent. So it's all about playing smart. So if you're in trouble, you punch out, try to save your par, a bogey's okay. It's just, again, having really good course management and never getting ahead of yourself because you could be down eight shots and you could have a massive swing. And so you always have to have that fighting mindset of staying in it and um, knowing that anything can happen, but also on the flip side, being focused on every single shot. Like you can never let down, you can never have a bad shot, a bad hole. So staying as focused as possible throughout every single shot. For match play, it's all about being aggressive. You can have a bad hole and you're just one down or it's it's harder to kind of claw your way back, but it's less pressure on you. If you have one bad swing, it's a throwaway hole and it's like, it's fine, I can get it back. And difference compared to stroke play, it's like if you're in trouble, you're going for that shot. You're taking that chance. And it's really based off of what your playing competitor is doing too. So you really have to be mindful of them where they are at all times, kind of the strengths and weaknesses in their game. So it's like if they suck at short putts, you never give them a short putt. You never give it to them. If it's it's like mind games. And I think I'm better at match play. I, I don't think. I know I'm better at match play than I am at stroke play. Because I do like that competitiveness. I think sometimes with golf, it's like you against the golf course with stroke play. And even when you are playing against someone head-to-head with stroke play, it's still you against the golf course for the most part. And you're kind of just hoping that the other person will just like blow up. But with match play, it's direct competition. You're looking that person, you know, like right in the eyes and you're like trying to destroy them. And so to me, it's just very different mindset. And I've always loved match play way better than stroke play. Someone said, do you miss Scottsdale? I don't. So I will always have a place in Arizona and I will be back here quite a bit. And so it's kind of the best of both worlds. What do you think of the delays on the 16th hole at the Waste Management Open? I talked about this earlier and I think that they did a very good job of cleaning it up. It was a hole in one. It was such an exciting moment. It was a great moment for golf and I didn't think anything of it. I thought it was totally fine and it's good for golf. What's your most underrated piece of golf equipment? I would say that when it comes to clubs, I think people overlook wedges. Having a good wedge game and feeling comfortable with your wedges will save so many shots off of your score. 
And again, most people don't practice 100 yards and in or around the green. They mostly focus on like driving it far or their putting, which again are both important, but having a good wedge game, being able to get up and down is vital to playing well and when you're not striking well and you're not putting well it saves your rounds of golf and so I wish people would focus a little bit more on their short game and their wedge play and that side of the game and I think if people allocated at least even just 20 minutes 10 minutes just working on their wedges every single time they go out to the golf course they're going to see a vast improvement in their game have you or would you consider doing an implied nude photo shoot. So I will never do a full frontal like nude photo shoot. Uh, That's just something that I will never do. I don't feel comfortable. I just feel like that's reserved for someone special in my life and um, I don't want that like blasted out to the world even though um, as you guys know uh, it already was and that was like a huge invasion of my privacy and I've done stuff for Sports Illustrated which is the kind of like implied nude shoot which I'm okay with and I think that's fine if it's done in a very like tasteful way and it's fun and it's flirty I don't really have a problem with that. I don't have a problem showing skin, clearly. I have no problem um, having fun with my photo shoots. And I'm just going to throw this out there, but uh, (laughs) you guys are really, really going to like the Masters towels for this year. So be on the lookout for that. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I'm glad the podcast is back. I'm so excited for all the upcoming episodes. And as always, thank you guys for supporting me. If everything that I do, especially the podcast, don't forget to share it, subscribe, leave five stars, write a nice review. I really want to start out with a bang really strong this year. So any kind of support that you guys can send my way, it would really mean the world to me. And you guys can catch me next time here. I'm a podcast. <laughs> okay, bye. Follow Playing Around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> Redwood Forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.